welcome to the Rush Valley Podcast, where we talk about all things outdoors and hopefully some badass stories. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Anders Lanz, and today we're talking with Jordan Zimmer and Tim Cook with Monster Buck Food Plot Seed and Buck Bribe. Uh, Tim, you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Hey guys, everyone out there in the podcast world, my name is Tim Cook. I'm uh, like Anders said, we're I'm with Buck Bribe, Liquid Calcium, Liquid Food Plot Solutions. Sitting here today with Anders and uh, Jordan from Monster Buck Seed there uh, from Wisconsin. Um, you know, originally I'm from Oklahoma, uh, down south a little bit, and um, I've been working with the Buck Bribe side of the company for about five years now since it started there, and uh, I've been working a little bit longer on the agriculture side with a company called Agritech International, which Buck Bribe is a subset of Agritech. You know, Agritech's been around for a little over 30 years doing ag- all different types of agricultural work, um, but we're best known, um, well, I could say uh, Agritech's best known for their advanced cow, liquid calcium for replacement of lime, you know, with a whole full line of liquid fertilizers, foliar feeds, soil treatments, you know, pH amendments, and all different types of stuff that you need to make a crop grow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And then Jordan? Yeah, I'm Jordan um, with uh, Monster Buck Food Plot Seed. <clears throat> um, we're based out of Elk Mound, Wisconsin. Um, we're uh, a division of Elk Mound Seed um, Company. Um, and Monster Buck is a part of our uh, food plot line. Um, so we offer, you know, a fair share of uh, different mixes, um, individual seeds, um, native grasses, uh, pretty much you name it, um, we offer it. So, And really the reason we're kind of here today is we just talk about you guys are um, partnering and partnering together just to kind of bounce back off each other you have the seed side of things you have the the liquid fertilizer liquid calcium kind of thing just to works out in that way i mean and you can kind of explain a little bit you know like talk about going from you know starting from the bottom where we're we're clearing land a little bit we're going to get some food plots in the ground you know whatever and then all of a sudden you come in buck drive and kind of explain what how that helps yeah um uh, a food plot yeah, so um, if I'll start it off here, um, you know, like Andrew said, uh, Buck Bribe is partnering with Monster Buck Seed. Uh, you know, we're going to be selling some of their seed products, doing some class platforming there, and they're going to be selling some of the Buck Bribe Food Plus Solution products, you know, our Ground Zero Liquid Calciums, our 31818 Fertilizers, um, Nitro Buck Fertilizer, and our 102010. Um, you know, as the saying that it goes with um, Agritech, Buck Bribe is best known for our ground zero liquid calcium. Um, you know, one of the most important things to get anything to grow out there is your pH levels in the soil. You know, that's what it comes down to. I always tell people when they ask me, you know, is pH really that important? Well, if you're at a 5.5 pH, you could be, you know, potentially losing about 35 to 40 percent of the nutrients that you put in the ground or the nutrients that are already in the soil there for you. So, that's what really makes it so important is raising that calcium saturation level, um, keeping that up high into the 75 to 80 percentile, uh, lowering that soil acidity, which pretty much just acts like a roadblock in the soil, you know, keeping any of those nutrients from making it to the plant root zone. Yep. And what we do with the calcium, 
Uh, well, actually, let me take a step back. Really, what, what, what I'd like to explain is when it comes to pH, it's a combination of five different cations in the soil. The main three that we pay attention to on an agronomy side is magnesium, hydrogen, and calcium. Magnesium being a positive cation, hydrogen being a negative cation, and calcium being a positive cation. So if you have a pH that is 6.7, for the most part, you know, it's going to be based off your calcium. You know, that's a high pH or decent ideal pH, and your calcium level is probably pretty high. But um, take, for instance, in Iowa, where I do a lot of work for the agritech side, they have high magnesium levels, which can also, you know, raise your pH up there. So what we try to do and what we look at from a pH standpoint and a saturation, base saturation standpoint, is we try to get that calcium saturation as high as possible. You really want that into a 65 to 80 percentile. You want your hydrogen to be zero. It's never really going to happen because all soil has a natural soil acidity level that's going to maintain, but as low as we can get it, you know, the better. Because like I said, if you want to think as calcium as the trucker nutrient, it picks up the nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, carries it to that root zone. The outside of that cell of that root is made out of calcium, which our calcium congeals with, pushes all those nutrients into the nucleus of that cell, and that's how you get your topside production. You think as hydrogen as a roadblock. It keeps all of that from happening. Yeah. You know, It keeps all the nutrients from making it to the root zone. So really that's what it boils down to. You want to keep the calcium up as high as possible, the hydrogen down as low as possible, and you want your magnesium to be about one-fifth of what your, of your calcium is. If you get your magnesium up over 20-25%, in certain crops you can start to cause stuff like magnesium poisoning and stuff like that, mag lock up in the soil and things that just really aren't advantageous for the growth of the soil. Um, when it comes to our partnership with Monster Buck, you know, it's it's really um, the second thing, I guess you would say, we do. Uh, the first thing you probably do when it comes to food plotting is your groundwork. You yep. go out there, you scout an area, you clear it off, mow it down, um, do your do your, your tilling, your disking, you plant your Monster Buck seed, whether it be a brassica mix, a legume mix, um, you know, CRP, anything really that you're trying to um, plant out there, a screen. And then on top of the seed, you come in with the ground zero. And the ground zero, one of the biggest benefits that it has for the food plot guys is it doesn't have that 8 to 12 month breakdown period that ag lime has. When you use your normal ag lime, your soil has to digest that ag lime to get to the calcium. Okay. So so what we do on our side is we, we mine that out. We, we give you that calcium, what you're looking for. Is it goes to work in about 8 hours. It's bonded to the soil, and you get your results that season. And then obviously, you know, one of the other big benefits that it's going to offer is that it's around three, three and a half gallons is equivalent to about 4,000 pounds of ag lime. I don't know if oh, you guys no. have ever tried to haul 50-pound bags of <laughs> it's not easy. You know, out there, but it's not fun. So you can go out there with your ATV sprayer or your UTV sprayer, you know, three, three gallons of product, 15 gallons of water, 18 to 20 gallons total, spray it down, and really to set it and forget it, you're, you're good to go. But kind of to step back to what I was saying, um, you know, you have your first process, which would be your groundwork. The yeah. second thing would be putting down your seed um, yep. from, you know, monster buck there. And then you come in with the ground zero. So it has that calcium, which is going to affect the long-term growth of that plant with by raising that calcium saturation and lowering the soil acidity. But it also has stuff in there like humic acid, which is concentrated organic matter. Very high in protein, so it's going to raise the protein source in that crop. Uh, it increases the microbial activity in the soil. It holds five times its weight in nutrients and water, so it helps you retain your water in the sandy soils, helps you okay. retain your nutrients. 
and it has a mixture of trace minerals and micronutrients in there as well that work really well for a seed germinator. So it goes hand in hand with the seeds that uh, we're we're um, working with from Monster Buck. It really gives you a good start for your plot and also helps with the longevity of that plot as well. And, you know, that's really why we found such a good fit working with yeah. each other here is, um, you know, they have the seed, they have the thing you need to grow, and we have the stuff that makes it grow. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I just before you say anything, Jordan, I want to go back to, like, right when you first started talking, you – the, the the I guess like the three eighteen eighteen or whatever mm-hmm. you said go through those products yeah. uh, through the line and kind of explain and dumb it down for some of us like I I personally I don't know a lot about that yeah. um, so and, I, and I'd, I'm sure people listening to this will would like to know what what it does for the soil or what what each product does for each each thing yeah definitely definitely so the ground zero we covered that a little bit that's going to be looking to replace your limestone plus it adds a lot of microbial life to the soil micronutrients minerals stuff that's just really good soil conditioner that's limestone the Um, liquid limestone yeah the liquid calcium calcium, yeah is the ground zero and that that, that's kind of going to replace limestone which you normally use yep and you know it's going to be a soil conditioner a ph amendment and just really get that soil right and like i tell guys and like I mentioned before, if you get the soil right, you start at the base, everything else is a lot easier at the end of the day. You don't have to worry as much about your nutrient intake and uptake and stuff like that. Going from there, um, we have the 31818. Um, the 31818 is a legume uh, product for the most part. You know, beans, alfalfa, stuff that doesn't need very much nitrogen or it creates its own nitrogen. It yep. needs a higher amount of phosphorus and potassium. It works great um, for, for those type of products. Um, these liquid fertilizers that we use, you can do them into the soil. You can apply them onto the soil, directly onto the soil with streamless nozzles or broadcast nozzles. Or if you're having a struggling plot um, that's just not doing well, it's yellowing, it's flashing, yep. something like that, you can use it as a foliar product um, later in the year as a mid-season you know, okay. uh, correction there. And that's what's really great about the liquid products that are coming out now is they're very versatile comparative to the old products that we've been using, the granulars and stuff like that, because you know those granulars, they have so many stipulations. You have to be a certain time of year. You have to till or disc them in. You have to use a certain amount of uh, water or have rainfall on either side of them. They have to be a certain temperature. With these um, liquid products, it's really not like that. You know, as long as the ground isn't frozen, your vegetation is short. If we're trying to put it into the soil, you can go ahead and use it. And if the vegetation is high, you can use it as a, a foliar feed product. So it works out a lot better for a lot of the food plotter guys yeah. that don't really have as much equipment and access to those type of things. They can use it when and need when and how they need to use it. Um, but kind of going back to what I was saying. Um, so we have a line of liquid fertilizers uh, that Agritech has been using and selling for you know many many years. We treat millions of acres on the Agritech on the agriculture side with these for same farming products. actually yeah, for farming okay. row crops you know corn and bean hay and pasture alfalfa and that's liquid um, yeah it's all okay. liquid products um, you know we the whole line anything that needs high pH and low low soil acidity which is pretty much anything you're going to grow there's a, a big section of I wouldn't even say a big, uh, a small section of crops that don't use that, and that's berries, blueberries, cranberries, strawberries. They tend to grow in lower pH soils. But besides that, pretty much anything you can think of needs high pH, high calcium saturation. But kind of just stepping back into an explanation of what those products are each used for, 
Your 318-18 would be used for your legumes, your beans, your alfalfa. Um, our nitro buck is a 20004, 4% calcium. It also has a uh, added trace minerals and micronutrients like zinc, manganese, coal, boron, copper, and cobalt. And so that would be for anything that's going to need um, high nitrogen usage, you know, corn, um, millet, milo, hay, stuff like that. That's going to need a lot of um, additional nitrogen, you know, also comparative to what you're putting on there with your P and K, your phosphorus and potassium. And then we move to the 102010, which is kind of an old overall product that we use for brassicas, clovers, anything that's kind of a more even stretch. You know, we need a good amount of nitrogen, good amount of phosphorus, good amount of potassium, and that's what we would use for that product. All of these products are super simple, non-corrosive products, are chalylated, um, and they're concentrates that you mix with water. So that's one of the big reasons that you don't have to worry about rainfall. You you put your amount of product that you're going to use in there, which can be anywhere from two and a half to you know, five or six gallons, depending on the product and the needs that the soil test, test reads for you. And then you mix that five to one with water. That activates it. You apply it. And you don't have to really worry about anything after that. So for the food plotting guys, it's, it works out really well because you can go out there. You know, you if you have time in, in a day or a weekend, you can do your groundwork. You can do your planting. You yeah. apply your calcium. And then you apply your fertilizer, and you're done for the season pretty much. You know, uh, some guys, you know, if they're completely changing crops, say, from spring to fall, they'll apply some more, um, you know, of the not of the ground zero that has a two-and-a-half to three-year soil life, but of the fertilizer, you know, especially with, like, with corn. Yeah. With corn, it's one of those things where you need about a unit of corn for every bushel of corn that you're trying to get per acre. So say you're trying to get 200 bushels, you need 200 units of that. So that's something that you might need to add some additional nitrogen to. We yeah. look to our nitrogen. It sucks a lot of nutrients out yeah, of the ground. Yeah, it sucks a ton of nutrients out of the ground, especially nitrogen. It's a high-driving yeah. um, cation for that for that crop there. So, you know, that kind of breaks it down. Um, just to run over it one more time, we have our 318-18 for our legumes. Our 10-20-10 for our brassicas yep. and our nitro buff for anything that needs that additional boost of nitrogen throughout the year. Okay. And then, then the ground zero is to replace the limestone there. And that's kind of our basic product line for um, for the food plot side. Now, on the agriculture side, we have all different types yeah. of things, you know, humic acid, uh, foliar feeds, um, air liquid aerators for the soil, all different okay. types of things. But for the buck bribe line, we, we mainly focus on those four products there, and, and that's what we had to offer. Yeah, I know. It's it's a lot of stuff, and I'm yeah. sure you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it really is. it's cool. But did you have any anything to add on that? No, I guess, you know, here at uh, Monster Buck, we're just looking forward to uh, adding this product um, to our lineup. Um, I, I believe it's going to be a, a, a great benefit to all our customers. Yeah. Um, that you know they struggle with those plots that are back in the timber maybe yeah. um, just the hard to get two spots um, and you know and that's where I you know that they're going to benefit a lot from this product here too so well and even today we had a lot of people come up to us today and it's like how can we grow crops and sandy soil and and, and stuff that doesn't hold a lot of moisture and you kind of talked about that a little bit where you have something that yeah that, that helps with that so it's It'll it'll definitely there's I mean it's all going to work out 
Oh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna work out great. You know, um, we love the line that that Monster Buck carries. Uh, you know, the, the mixes and everything uh, look like they're gonna work out great with our products. And just a couple things that you guys mentioned. So one thing that Jordan mentioned was, you know, getting stuff back off into the timber. So I've already kind of talked about how, you know, the ease of application with this stuff. Yeah. You go out there with a UTV sprayer and you know, ATV sprayer, small sprayer, they can get backpack through. Backpack sprayer. You know, backpack or, sprayer yeah. if you want, and uh, you can get that back into the timber, and that works out a lot better. But also, the, the thing to mention about the timber is a lot of food plotters, they don't focus on on the calcium saturation and the pH, but it's really something they should because when they go cutting down trees to uh, to create that food plot, right, they do that groundwork, they, they cut down that timber. If you have any kind of hardwoods that you're working with in there, um, what that's going to do is those those trees, they purge all their soil acidity. They, yeah. they And their yeah. roots, when you cut them down, they just empty their acidity into the soil. So mm-hmm. it's really, you're really going to be working against yourself planting back there in those type of places without fixing the soil and, and raising that pH and that and, and creating that uh, gap so that hydrogen has nowhere to be and like I said before that hydrogen is nothing but a roadblock it does, yeah. it does very little for the plant pretty much nothing for the plant at all and those trees is what um, you know a lot of times is going to create that soil acidity and then kind of just to mention something that that you were talking about with the with the sandy soil inside of the ground zero liquid calcium there you know i mentioned it's the calcium it's the humic it's trace minerals but that humic acid is concentrated organic matter i mentioned it holds five times its weight in nutrients and water so that's going to be one big part of what keeps that those nutrients inside that sandy soil but on top of that what it does and this is going to get a little bit scientific (laughs) it creates a negative receptor site in the soil so it's attracted to those root zones it drops down about six inches and creates a negative receptor site and as you you know if you remember i mentioned earlier calcium magnesium nitrogen phosphorus potassium those are all positive cations so that negative cation from the humic is going to draw in those positive cations and hold them in the soil longer it creates a negative receptor site drawing in those other positive ones even more for you so it really helps out with the sandy soil this product um well this company is based in texas and you know that's kind of where we made our name was in the southern states and we've been you know doing row crop up north for many many years but that was one of the big pushes, push and drives behind bringing in the humic and mixing it in with the with the product is because in Texas and Oklahoma and those places they deal with a lot of sandy soil, so yeah. that's something that we had to kind of combat and keeping those nutrients in there longer and getting the product to work for the customer there, and so you know that's going to do excellent for the seed beds that we're going to be using and the products that we're going to be using for Monster Buck for our clients. Uh, it's going to create some really beautiful, long-lasting food plots, and um, really. The the biggest difference I've seen with this liquid calcium when it comes to putting it over food plots and seed is it increases that nutrient transferability. It ups the protein content, which deer, especially yeah. now in the wintertime, right, one of the big things is maintaining your deer population outside of the hunting season. Yeah. And what are the what's what's gonna keep those deer there is is your property going to have more nutrient sources, more things like protein, which help keep them warm in the summer or in the winter, rather, and more things like sugar that helps them through the rut and that time of season? That's They know where that's at. You know, yeah. if you ever seen a deer 
um, say you go lay out a mineral block and uh, and that mineral block's gone. If you can guarantee within still within the next two months, they're going to be licking that dirt. They're going to be yeah. rutting that dirt because they know they can smell, they can taste, they know exactly where the minerals are that they want. And it's, it works the same way with plants. I've seen it a thousand times, you know, especially working in Wisconsin and Iowa and places that have a lot of agricultural land, like mm-hmm. thousands of acres of corn. Well, what's going to separate their corn from the corn that you're growing to try to get your bucks there? It's yeah. the nutrient source, right? If they yeah. know that's there, they're not going to bother with that thousands of acres of corn. They're going to be want to be where the nutrients are at. So that's what makes calcium saturation and, and nutrient uptake so important when it comes to food plotting and, and harvesting these bucks off of theirs because they're going to stay where the nutrients are at. And that's why we're trying to pull as much nutrients sources into these plants as possible and to give you the advantage of over, you know, the next property over and to keep their deer population fed and happy throughout the whole year, not just the hunting season. Yeah. You might have to draw a picture for Jordan on this here and <laughs> yeah. break down the scientific <laughs> equations. <for him. laughs> no, no. Well, you know, I've been doing it many years, so it's just this stuff rattles out of my head, you yeah. know, like, and um, I explain it to people on, on a daily basis. But, yeah, it is a little scientific, but, you know, the main points to, to take away from it is it's a lot quicker, yeah. a lot faster acting, a lot easier to use, and it keeps the nutrients in the plant, and that's what's going to draw in the deer. At the end of the day, that's the really the simple breakdown for it. Yeah. Definitely. No, I think it's cool, and like you said, even even there's some parts of Wisconsin that are sandy. I know you you mm-hmm. go up to some outfitters and stuff that you you work with and and whatnot. And oh yeah, hopefully so we can get some monster buck food plots seed in some of those areas as well. And yeah, I think I think we will be able to. I mean, um, we have. Uh, just at one of the outfitters I work with in Buffalo County, Wisconsin, um, they have a plot there called the Spiderweb, and it's a old timber cutting lodge, and it's been cleared out and regrown several times throughout decades and decades, and it is nothing but sand, nothing but sand. In the year before we came to them with our product, um, you know, they had pitiful plots out there. It's a really cool design where they have brassica strips coming out of the woods in about six or seven different areas, so there's brassica strips and then there's corn separating those strips and then a big corn field outside of those strips so if you look at it from the top it looks like a spider web and that's where the name comes from you know and but uh the corn was just not coming up to full maturity it was real yellow you know it's it's yellowing it out only getting about four feet high so it didn't offer that protection and that security for those bucks to come out from the wood line into that brassica plot, which was the kill zone for for their for their tree stands there. Yep. You know, just one year of using our products, um, you know, you'd be amazed by the pictures. I'm talking about 10 foot, 11 foot tall corn, beautiful green brassica strips all the way from the wood line to the middle of that plot, and it just really made a huge difference. I think they took um, three or four really good sized bucks and a couple of their hit list bucks that they've been trying to get in that area for um, you know many years there. So you know, it just really can affect um your deer population and many other things you know the security of that food plot for those deer and drawing them out into the middle where you really need them to be to get your shot in the bow range or even rifle range you know to get them out of the woods where you can you can really get a good shot on them well even even talking about like a guy clears a little plot of woods and he expects his food plot to grow just just throwing his seed out on the ground and i think you know what you're saying with that is you're able to just apply your liquid, you know, whatever. Yeah. Your whatever product you need for the soil, you know, I think a lot of people need to just first thing 
just take a soil sample wherever you're at and, and figure it out, figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you just expect your food plot to grow, it's not going to grow. Right. And then people get pissed off and they're like, "Oh, well, uh, yeah. your your product didn't work." But then it's like you got to spend a little time and a little money. You know, you know. I mean, the mi- the mixes at Monster Buck are, are done so well. Um, you know, I think there's certain soils around the United States that you could just throw them in and they would grow. You know, by themselves. But that's only certain places. You know, you hear that old like we have that black soil, that, yeah. that really rich soil. Some <laughs> of those places, you know, maybe in some river bottoms, if you're not. Um, you know, river bottoms usually come with sandy soil, but if you don't have too sandy soil in that river bottom, there's a few places you might be able to get some plots to grow. Um, but are they going to reach their full potential? No, not mm-hmm. without some kind of additive or something that's going to really help them push them along. Yeah. And then some places like back in the timber, sandy soil, different places like that, you know, they might not grow or come to maturity at all. And the thing about it is, is, is you're going to, fa- you're going to face browsing and, and, and feeding pressure if you have a decent deer population. So what's going to happen is you're going to have stunted crops come up, the deer are going to clear them out, and then there's not going to be nothing left there for them, and they're going to move on. But if you have enough to keep that tonnage up as high as possible, you can keep that population there. And that's what's really important is because there's no sense in feeding these these animals and spending all this hard work and all this money um, you know, out there in the woods if you're not going to reap the reward at the end of the day and, and when it comes to hunting season. And that's why it matters to really fix that soil, get that soil amended, get a really good seed uh, mix, you know, and, and make sure that you're doing it the right way and so that 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 hard work pays off and that's what it's really about yeah i know we're kind of jumping all over but like where did you kind of or why did you kind of start this or where did your passion come from um trying to get into this stuff yeah so i grew up um hunting um you know my whole life uh big fisher big hunter and down in oklahoma you know whitetail hog hunting and all different types of things there and uh the owner of Agritech is actually a really lifelong family friend, and I was in the military for six years. I got out of the military. Uh, I was working, you know, dead-end, back-breaking jobs, you know, stuff yeah. that, you know, I just didn't really see myself doing, um, you know, for many, many more years to come. And uh, he came to me, and he was like, hey, we want to get you enrolled in some of these um, agronomy classes, and, and you, you, you don't really have a problem talking to people. The basis of my job is sell, so that's, you know, one big thing that helps out is you know being able to talk to people and I just fell in love with it you know the science behind it 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 made sense to me from from the jump and 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 it really just made everything that I was doing on my personal side a lot easier so I, I you know I really truly believe in the product so that's what makes it so easy and makes me so involved in it is because when you believe in that product that you're selling it makes it so much easier to sell to someone you know and, and know that you're really helping them out and you're, you're sending them down the right yeah. path and that's kind of how it started I've been working with the company for some time now and um and it just you know started little by little a lot of on the ground on the job training a lot of school work and uh from there it just kind of grew and i run pretty much the whole buck bribe side of the company um for for agritech and, and you know I, I love my job i get to travel to some of the coolest places around the united states you know see massive white-tailed deer you know elk all these different types of animals and uh really just to be outside and do do what i love to do is yeah. hike around and you know land management stuff and yep. and really just do stuff i grew up doing my whole life and i enjoyed doing and that's kind of where it started off for me and and why i'm why i'm working for the company i'm working for well that's awesome i think you're you're kind of a similar situation you know it's you're with elk mountain seed and you kind of want to go off on your own so i mean 
today, even we were at the Nebraska Deer Expo, and that's why we were able to do this. But I, I learned quite a bit, even just kind of listening to you talk and go over situations with people, you know, and someone comes up. I mean, today a lot of it was, oh, sandy soil, not a lot of moisture oh, in the ground. I want to just go over a few things, like situations, your soils or whatever, uh, low sunlight. You know, maybe a lot of people talk about that. Different plot situations that you... Um, that you would give advice for that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, working at uh, Elk Mountain Seed, uh, Monster Bug Food Plot Seed, uh, we actually have a storefront where people come in to buy their food plot seed. Yep. Um, so we get um, all different kinds of scenarios, um, setups on, um, you know, what people are planting. Um, and, and, it you know, it just seems like everyone's, you know, property is different. Yep. Um, so... And, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, they come in and they say, yeah, you know, we grew this food plot. It just didn't seem like it, uh, you know, really took off or, you know, had the right nutrients or anything in the soil. Um, But, you know, our number one question is, uh, did you do a soil sample? (laughs) And, and, you know, 75% of the time you get, no, we didn't. In, you know, we try to... From there, you know, tell that customer, you know, first step should be a soil sample. Yep. Uh, that way, you know, you're going to know where you're at. Um, you're going to know what you need to add. Yeah. And then to even, you know, add the Buck Bride product to our lines is uh, it's going to be really beneficial to, you mm-hmm. know, sell to that customer. So. And, like, some of your biggest, like, your, your favorite food plots or, like, your package whatever you want to call it yep. you like the which one is your favorite yeah so we uh we have a couple different clover and chicory mixes That's um, we have annual and perennial mix um and brassica mixes um on top of that we also sell corn and beans um so you know i'm a big fan of um having some perennials and annuals on a property yeah. um you know i'm going to try and plant at least corn and beans and then um brassica's late in the season to have a green food source and it, I mean, I even saw your food plot too. You have a, a screen mix too that you kind of mix yep. in there too. What so is, yeah, what is your biggest reason for that? Honestly, uh, the big, you know, definitely food plotting. Um, you know, your entrance and exit yeah. is going to be key. Absolutely. I mean, yep. you could have the biggest, you know, greatest food plot, but uh, if you're blowing deer off of it going in and out, um, you're going to have a lot of nighttime movement. Then, yeah. So. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing is, you know, strategically setting up these food plots um, to, you know, make them make the deer feel safe yeah. to yeah. enter them in the daylight. Well, and that's like even today I kind of learned, I'm like, why are, why are people wanting screen mixes? What does that do for, you know, a food plot? Deer aren't really eating, you yeah. know, your screen yeah. mix. And then I was around here there's not as many trees around here and and even it's good for where we're from you know it is a lot of trees but it is for security reasons deer come out and they'll sit you can watch i mean if you're sitting there you can sit and they'll sit there in the screen plot and and you said like some of it gets up to eight feet tall yeah and it's like they'll sit there and look around for a while and you'll you'll watch a big buck sometime and that's it's interesting to see that where they just sit back and they watch other deer out in the food plot and they yeah. know they, i mean it's just Oh, it yeah. gives you that advantage. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I've seen, I mean, if, if you guys are avid whitetail hunters out there, I've, I've you know, done a lot of um, spot and stock and just, you know, a lot of um, land management stuff. And I've seen, you know, without the hunting aspect there, I've seen a lot of 
bucks that are big, mature bucks, they get that way for a reason. Yeah. Because they're smart, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And those screen mixes that they come out with are the ideal thing, like we were saying earlier, like I mentioned with the corn or anything that can give them security. Because the does, they'll come out there all day. Yeah. yeah. And they'll sit there in the middle of the plot and lollygag like nothing's happening. But those bucks, nine times out of ten, they'll stop at that wood line or they'll stop at whatever point they're coming out of that they're bedding down that they're comfortable in. And they'll just sit there and stare. They'll sniff, and you know they'll 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 take in everything in that area. Yep. And if you can create pretty much like what Jordan's talking about with the dome of you know yep. of a protection with that screen mix, it's going to make them much more likely to actually come out to where they'll be in range, and you can get a shot on them. And that's one of the biggest things that we're excited about with Monster Buck is working with that screen mix and and you know explaining to customers about how to set up. Um, their food plots in a way that's you know advantageous to get those big bucks what they're looking for to actually come out and be in within range you know and one thing I want to ask you Jordan is what what would you say if there was a certain crop that there a mix that you would put in the middle of your plot mm-hmm. something that's going to keep them there for a long time that you can you know have them sitting there and, and you can get a good shot off on them what would you say that would yeah be? Um, you know definitely like a a perennial mix, um, our clover, uh, chicory, um, that's something that's going to, you know, hold those deer right away in the spring, all the way through fall and the winter. Um, but, uh, you know, even, you know, I think the key thing too, you know, when, uh, crops start get harvested in the fall, just having a, a green food source, um, you know, something that, you know, I feel that's going to be key in holding those deer, um, and then if you can add in some corn and beans too on top of that, it's yeah. I mean that's I mean that corn and beans and a green food source is my go-to. Yeah, so. yeah. I think even too like having the clover is the biggest thing. Even like when a deer comes in a food plot, you know, even early season, you'll see them sit in the same spot for a while. Like you're mm-hmm. kind of asking yeah. for them when they get in yeah. there and they sit, you know. Some deer will sit there and browse around and, and move kind of on their own quick, but like sitting there in one spot, you'll watch deer feed in clover and alfalfa for a long time in one spot. And yeah, I think that's and, kind of. You no, know, another thing too is um, the last couple of years I've started planting a lot more winter rye. Yeah. Um, I feel like the winter rye, um, plant that late fall, um, that's going to be the first thing that's going to be green in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have a food source, you know. A lot of the time before your neighbors have something that's uh, green or, you know. Yeah. And the, and the rye is also a scavenger crop, I believe, so it kind of helps you keep your nutrients in the yep. soil. And, another and, thing and the for, weeds, too. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the weeds. And another thing is for the sandy soil, too, that kind of keeps your soil base together yep. throughout the year. So when you are getting those high, you know, um, I guess you call them precip- precipitation months, that's going to help you keep a lot more of your nutrients in the soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. Go ahead. And that's something I guess I've noticed here over the last couple of years. Are a lot of our customers are you know we're kind of pushing them towards those cover crops with the yeah. winter rye or Definitely. buckwheat, and um, you know that's that's just going to set your plot up um, in the future for uh, you know to be more successful. I guess. When do you usually plant that winter wheat stuff? Um, winter rye, you know, most of the time if I have a bean plot, once that starts drying down, I'll go in and broadcast that winter rye into it, um, and then that's going to be my first food source right away in the spring. Yeah, we talked about that, because one of my buddies, we were just kind of talking, we always talk about what we should put in food plots, and, you know, in Wisconsin, everyone loves to shed hunt, so it's like, 
let's put corn and beans in our food plot. That'll yeah. hold the deer all year. And I think that's a big thing. If you, if you, if you do want to put corn and beans, then that's all you want to put. I think winter eyes are a good thing to yep. to have because then you will have that green coming up a little bit before mm-hmm. uh, snow comes, and then when snow does come and it, it's covered, they're digging it up, and then springtime comes and it's it's coming through. So it's yeah, that's one of the most important things too. You know, is when you come from fall into winter time, what's happening is is those bucks are coming off rut. They are worn down. You know, they're moving a lot more than they are any other time of the year. So that rye and those cover crops offers them a really good source to bulk back up before they, you know, they really have to go into that winter time, you know, and, and it's going to offer them something to to bring them in when they're coming out of the winter time. And, you know, also with the rye, it has a high protein content, which is going to eventually get you better antler sizes because what's going to happen when with deer biology is they're looking for protein um, out of fall because they just they used all their energy, you know, yeah. and, and during the rut. And what what's going to happen is all that protein is going to go to their body. They don't care. Deer don't care how big their antlers are. You know, we care how big their antlers are, but yeah. deer don't care. Yeah. So in their body, that's where they're going to need it to survive. Yeah. So that is going to offer them a high protein source in the springtime that's really going to help improve that antler size. It's really going to help improve, you know, just the overall health of your deer population and keep them around. And that's just really important to me. Um, you know, is 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 offering them those things that are going to keep them around and keep them healthy. You know, keep them disease free yeah. and, and keep their immune system up. No, for sure. And I, we can sit here and talk all day about different scenarios that we can put in our food plots and stuff. But I mean, I know we got stuff going on tonight yet. Yeah, so, but I know you said you were uh, you had maybe been coming back to Wisconsin uh, maybe in March or something. Yeah, maybe I have to do something. I'm sure there'll be some questions coming up. Where can people kind of find you, um, Buck Bribe? Um, yeah, so Buck Bribe, you can reach us. You know, we have a Facebook and an Instagram under just Buck Bribe, um, and then we have a website, uh, BuckBribe.com, and um, you know it's pretty simple. That's just B U C K B R I B E dot com, and um, you know you can find us any of those places. We have numbers um, on all those um, platforms okay. there. You can call and you know talk to any of our soil yeah. advisors directly. Uh, we do a lot of soil uh, protocol, soil test protocols. So if you have a soil test that you're working with, or you're getting a soil test, you can send us a picture of that or email over, and we'll write you a protocol. Whether you use our products or not, we'll let you know what your soil is missing out there and what's going to be the next best step for you. Um, to get out there, and we do that completely free for the customer, and so you can reach us at any of those places. And um, you know, I hope to get back on the podcast yeah. when I come up in March. Oh, Maybe we can should. set it up and then you know answer any questions that you get in the meantime there. And and you know, I, I love Wisconsin. I love being up there. It's a beautiful state, and uh, you know, some of the best deer, white-tailed deer hunting that you know I've seen in the United States. It's it's really it's magnificent up there. So. You know, I, I try to stay up there as much as I can. Yeah, that's why I say, I mean, I'm sure I'll have some questions. So, And, and even they can message you or whatever, but I'm sure I'll have some questions from people about, about this product. So definitely when you come up in March, you could, you could sit down and go down to Monster Buck. You want to kind of, where can you find Monster Buck? As yeah, well? so uh, Monster Buck, um, we're online at monsterbuck.com. Um, otherwise, we do have a retail store um, right in Elk Mountain, Wisconsin. Um, where we sell all our products. Um, and then I guess as far as our partnership, um, here in the next month we'll be bringing in the Buck Bride product, um, offering that in our store 
and also online at monsterbuck.com. So. And also, just, uh, you know, I know you guys um, have an Instagram as well, right? Yep. And, man, if you guys want to see some beautiful food plots, do yourself a favor and go visit their Instagram. I, that's how I found them, and that's how really I determined that I really wanted to work with this company because I knew from seeing those pictures that this is quality, good product. And, you know, so that's that's something I would definitely take some time out to go do. For yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm excited for this year to come, um, working with you, Tim, and Buck Bribe, and uh, just, you know, two great products, and, uh, you know, looking forward to the year to come, and what it's going to bring this fall, so. Same for us here at Buck Bribe, and I think we're going to take it to the next level with this, uh, with this partnership here. For sure. All right. Alright guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Rush Valley Podcast. Please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Again guys, thanks for everything. Peace.